It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, my name, D. Hello, welcome to the Game Day Tea. It's a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. I hope I am piercing through your ears on this lovely day because I get to do this every single week for you all. My name is D Gill, host of the Game Day Tea. Please follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, D-G-I-L-T-M. Of course, you have to follow the Game Day T on uh, Instagram, Twitter, actually, even the website, www.thegamedayt.com. You can find every single episode. If you missed it, shame on you. If you need to listen to any, you can listen to those episodes right there on the website and your favorite podcast host, Apple or Spotify. I don't discriminate here. Search out sports and the Game Day T. But today I have a special guest. Uh, he comes from a very, uh, very well-run organization that does a lot of lot, a lot of good things for the LGBTQ plus community. And that person today on this Tuesday, also about to pierce to your ears, is none other than David Palumbo, Vice Chair Board of You Can Play. Welcome, David, to the Game Day team. Thank, thanks very much. Um, I've often probably told that I pierce people's ears with my uh, with my voice, so hopefully that doesn't become an issue. <laughs> it should not. It should not. David, go ahead. For those who do not know you, go ahead and give us a little bit of a background about who you are, your sports background, and currently what you do for You Can Play. Uh, sure. So uh, my name's David. I'm on the board of directors of the You Can Play Project. Um, I have uh, a varied uh, sports background, certainly a non-professional sports background. Uh, I'm probably part of that 90% of the uh, groups that never found a, a professional calling, which is probably the right move. Um, I'm you know, more of a hockey and soccer uh, background uh, as, a, as a kid and then young adult and then continuing. Uh, um, got involved with the You Can Play project a number of years ago. Uh, was really uh, impressed with the passion of the people running the organization, uh, the mission of inclusion in sports for everyone, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity or expression, um, and really the, the, the memory of Brendan Burke and what he believed in his leadership and legacy is about creating that sports world for everyone. So I uh, wanted to get involved, volunteered, uh, gave my time and, and money to support the organization and got even more involved. And then I was asked to, uh, to join the board. And so um, each day, uh, you know, we're a lean and mean organization. We work to create a culture of inclusion and really that sense of belonging for anybody who has a passion for whatever sport they're passionate about so that they truly feel like they belong there and they can give their best. I love that. And I like that you brought up the mission because when I read it, I said, wow, like, you know, there's a whole bunch of missions out there for different types of business and organizations, but this one really stuck out to me. And I want to read it out loud for everyone listening here. And David, I want you to tell me what, what, how does that make you feel when I read these words? All right. You can play works to ensure the safety and inclusion for all who participate in sports, including LGBTQ plus athletes, coaches, and fans. 
We achieve this by creating a community of allies that is able to foster a sense of belonging. What do those words mean to you? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, the, the key aspects there, it really is about um, respect of the individual and making sure that they belong. If you can have, whether it's sports, whether it's in corporate uh, world, whether it's in government, you can have a policy, you know, recognizing diversity, you can have a policy of inclusion, um, and you can take steps for that. But if you don't really create that true sense of belonging for those participants who are the beneficiary of those policies, uh, then I think we're a little bit off the mark because people are at their best. Um, and especially in the sports world, I think it's been proven that um, when people really dedicate their entire selves and be their authentic self to whatever sport it is, uh, coach, official, player, uh, anybody connected to um, a team, uh, they give their best and performance really shows. Uh, we've seen that uh, without athletes, especially in the Olympics. Uh, we've seen uh, just performance metrics really increase when people don't have the weight on their shoulders. Um, and so that, the, you know, one of the key aspects of that mission statement is really creating that culture with a vocal and visible group of allies, because without allies, it's very difficult to achieve that mission. I think any meaningful social change that we've seen over time has really come about by dedicated individuals within a particular community or a group uh, that are, is looking for change. But each and every time, there's always been vocal and visible allies um, along the way to help foster that change. So that's really an important aspect of our mission. Um, we've seen you know, some pretty high profile coming out stories this year in the sports and in pro sports. Um, and I think what you see, um, you know, for example, uh, Carl Nassib with the Raiders um, and Luke Prokop uh, with the NHL, uh, both indicated that they arrived at that point where they could share their truth because of the support network they really had around them that gave them that strength to do that. And without that, it would have been perhaps uh, a non-event in terms of actually happening because they, they wouldn't have felt comfortable. And so they did that finally uh, with the strength and support of loved ones, of professionals around them, colleagues, and people they really knew had their backs. Yeah, I, I, I can totally relate to that as, uh, uh, for those of you that don't know a little bit of short background of my sports background, a short, short story about my sports background is I stopped playing in fourth grade because of a massive asthma attack, David, and my parents pushed me to band. And through high school, I kind of knew I was gay and I kind of came out a little bit and I was off to college to play in a marching band with 300 plus members in it. And I was like, oh my God, like, are they going to know who I am? Like, like are they going to sniff out my gay gayness or who has, I'm going to be around people that have good gaydars. Right. That's the support that I got from the community within the band and allies. It was like no big deal. And I was like, okay let me let my rainbow flag fly freely like i have a lot of members in this community in the band and a lot of allies fight for yeah. here so I'm, I'm so glad you all really really want allies to be a part right. you can play if you look at the data if you look at the data over the years um you'll see that you know a number of young lgbtq plus uh, kids leave their sport over 
um, a certain period of time, if they don't feel included, if they don't feel like they belong there, if they don't feel like they would be accepted. And so um, that's an important aspect. I mean, I think of when you look at all the stars and if you look at people as they start coming out, how many did we miss out on uh, because they left early because they didn't feel like that. So I know how many Carl Nassibs have left football early, even before getting the opportunity to be pro um, how many star quarterbacks, how many star NHL players or NBA players or tennis players or anything, soccer players, like so many of them that had the skill and the talent and really could excel, but felt it was just too much of a burden. It, it was too, it was too much. Uh, and they just felt the easier way to exit the particular sport. So um, I think there's probably been a lot of that over the year. And, um, you know, we certainly have made a lot of progress since then. We, we have, and to, to back up your point of what you just said, to give it a little bit of validity, um, I know I can't say names, but I'm from Atlanta, and everybody knows that's like the gay capital of the South right there. And we know who the professional players are. <laughs> but and, and okay. it would be so <laughs> awesome for, for them to feel comfortable. I'm not going to say for them to come out because you come out when you want to, but it will feel right. so awesome for them to feel comfortable to come out because there are so many uh, people that would really appreciate that story that are struggling themselves. So many kids, uh, youth on soccer teams, football teams, whatever teams looking for that another Carl Nassib. Yes, we had him, right? And I want to give him all the credit. But if you're like me, I need to see it again. Right. Like for me to like, I love investing. Right. I, somebody will tell me a stock and I'm saying, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll keep some, I'll do some due diligence on that stock. Another two, three, four, five people go ahead and tell me to do some due diligence on that stock. I may go ahead and hop in on that stock, invest in on that stock. Right. So there's some yeah. kids out there that may be waiting for that next car NASA to be like, okay, all right, this is serious. This is the movement is happening right now. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. It happens. The more people see that it becomes, a non-distraction, that it doesn't become a media circus. Um, As they see when people choose to do that, uh, and they realize right from the very top of the organization to the league, to other players saying, you know, uh, this is nothing, you know, we got your back. I think that's very important. And sure, as more people see that, uh, you were right in terms of what you said uh, just a moment ago about everybody has their time, everybody's on their own journey. We've all been there and everybody has that thinking about what it would be like and so really you know the idea as you said in terms of it's not that you have to come out it's just to feel comfortable uh, because you know we're not an organization that's looking to push anybody out of the closet what we're trying to do is create that culture so that even if they choose for a number of reasons that they aren't there yet and they're not able to share that or they just want to keep going and feel like you know they they continue at least the more of an inclusive environment that they belong to at least they know that even if some people know or perhaps suspect or not not sure at least they know that it's not going to be an issue and that they can still perform as best as they can in that environment without having to speak that because you know it, it is a very personal journey and uh, you really need that network around you Uh, to help you out as much as you can. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the game day tea. 
Welcome back to the Game Day T. I am your host, D. Gill, and I am talking to David Palumbo, Vice Chair Board of You Can Play. Now, David, we touched on it before the break that, um, you know, you all really like allies, allyship at You Can Play. I don't think you can get any better than uh, partnering up with the NFL, NHL, MLS, the Olympics, uh, NASCAR, CFL, U.S. soccer, NWHL, and the list goes on and on and on. How does one even begin to just take me to the beginning? How do, is it hard to get in contact with them? One, uh, what, were, what does the feedback like? Is it a little bit of pushback? Or are they all on board like, yeah, we need to do this for our organization? That's amazing that you all do that. Yeah, you know what? Um, I have to say uh, every, every major sporting league and organization that we have a partnership with that we've dealt with over the past 10 years of the You Can Play project um, have always had that genuine sense, uh, authentic interest in making things better. Uh, everybody recognizes that it's not an overnight uh, thing that will happen in a matter of days. Uh, we have been working, you know, for years on this. Um, and I think each, in, um, you know, year in and year out game, whether it's just a more broader programming for coaching staff, for, for young rookie players, for teaching in schools, um, they've all wanted that same, you know, we're all trying to get over the same goal line with this mission. And they recognize that that is an important aspect uh, today. Uh, people are looking for it. Companies are looking for it in terms of diversity policies and in true inclusion policies. And so sports teams recognize that it is part of their fan base. Um, it is something that they want to be a part of. And so the conversations haven't, we haven't really received any, uh, to be frank, pushback or, oh, we can't do this. Uh, you know, we're scared to do this or anything like that. We've, we've come a long way. I think uh, if you look at the NHL, uh, if you look at the NBA, you know, the Toronto Raptors, mm -hmm. uh, my NBA Toronto Raptors, we're the first NBA team to do a Pride Night with the You Can Play uh, project. Wow. Uh, and that was great. It was, a, it was a great night. And the whole MLSC organization uh, is so committed. I think what it shows is it's really a testament to everybody in those offices, whether it's in the team offices, whether it's in the league offices, they have created offices of diversity. They've included people in terms of, you know, creating roles for equity, diversity, and inclusion right at the very top and throughout every team that we've done uh, dealt with and in, in all the leagues that we deal with uh, or sports organizations like the Olympic committees and, and foundations. So it's, it's really their commitment that helps drive us because they understand that the visibility that they provide as a major professional sports team or league mm -hmm. in North America matters because people see that to your point, when you talked about, you know, investing in your stocks and if everybody sees that and, and suggests it, putting those things together and working with them as partners and they are true partners is really about always advancing the mission forward. So whether it starts in certain markets or certain teams that maybe haven't done as much in the past yeah. as other teams and they say, Hey, what else can we do? What can we do? What can we do beyond Pride Night? What can we do with this coaching resources? How can we help our young players? You know, language is important. And so we do training on language. Um, everybody has come to the table with that thought of just wanting to make it better. And so that's been a real benefit. It's been a real help. 
that's amazing and you all are putting your foot just your foot right your stamp right on these organizations and i really appreciate you all so much because uh eight nine ten year old d gill would have never thought this was this would be possible prior nights at games and organizations come together with the biggest the biggest organizations sports organizations in the world saying hey this is a fan base you're you're you need to look after for and represent so kudos to you and david and everybody to the team there i want to get a little personal though is there any story you can share with me that has just personally touched your heart uh, throughout the years with you can play where you can just share for our listeners right now something you all you are a part of that just heard it firsthand. Thank you for doing X, Y, and Z. You really like just just changed my whole life. Yeah, it's um, you know we it's as much as we get sometimes the the hate mail and messages and organizations and people trying to uh, interfere with what we do. Um, I'm always heartened by the messages that we get of appreciation of thanks. Uh, from either someone who's connected with someone in the LGBTQ community, uh, with a family member, a son, a daughter, uh, or someone themselves that, you know, writes to us. And we always get these lovely handwritten letters uh, from these people, and they set out their story. And one particular, um, you know, person, I won't name names, but there was uh, someone, um, she was very, she had a very good friend. Um, this person stopped playing their sport uh, because they felt uh, it wasn't a great environment for them, um, left the sport. This person sort of uh, reached out to his teammates um, and, and sort of marshaled the troops. And um, we got into then the use of the pride tape and what they were doing. And then they all rallied together to show support. Um, and this person wrote us a very nice letter about what it meant for them uh, to put on a product night and how it personally impacted her and how her best friend then, you know, returned uh, to, uh, to the sport that he loved to play. Um, and it's just uh, so many messages like that, uh, so many messages of, of really a successful outing in a way. Um, what's important, I think, to recognize too, you know, the ones that I really take personally as well are the ones that maybe aren't so fortunate uh, that have those, you know, good news endings or that they don't have uh, that. I think it's, it's, you know, for all the quote success that this mission has had over the years in fostering that, that culture of inclusion and belonging, we still recognize that there's still so much to do because there are still so many people that don't feel that way. Um, you know, uh, LGBTQ plus suicide rates are still sky high. They're even more unacceptable in the trans community. Um, There is still so much work to be done for these people to truly feel like themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we can acknowledge progress and acknowledging that progress though, doesn't mean we're at an end point. It doesn't mean that there's still lived experiences the same because I think it's important to recognize that uh, there are so many out there that don't have or yet to, to experience those good news stories with either them coming out or feeling accepted and they feel all that internal turmoil as we all do when we first, you know, go down that, that 
coming out road and when, what that will be like. And, you know, some of us are more fortunate than others, certainly. So uh, there are, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of stories over the years uh, that really uh, we share it amongst the board and our staff members. Uh, when we, when we see something like that, um, it's for have an impact in their lives. And that's the end of the day. That's what we're trying to do. That's Brendan's mission from, you know, from day one, when he set out, when he came out and his family rallied around them, um, that it was basically all about the next steps, the next journey in your sports life. Once you come out and that's really where we try to, uh, continue that legacy, Brendan, for the You Can Play project. That is so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And for those who are listening to this episode, or those who know somebody who is just eating, being eaten alive inside because they can't be who they are, of all those that are had that internal turmoil, like David said, you probably listen to this episode with your AirPods on so nobody knows you listen to it. LGBTQ plus sports podcast. You can play. You are worth it. You have value. Don't let anybody, anyone tell you that you cannot play because of who you are. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what, what you, what, what, the past has said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to foster a generation where we, we are saying enough is enough, you know, enough of this bullying, enough of, of, of me hiding. And I understand everybody's situation is different. I was in the closet at one point, but I have a platform. I have a voice and I want to tell you all, you are loved. We have a community out here. We have resources out here, please please, please seek those out because there are people out there that really want you to succeed. That's coming from the bottom of my heart, D. Gill, please. I'm getting emotional about this because I wish I had something like you can play. Uh, I, I said I was in the band, but still like I, I could have yeah. probably had went to that just to help me out in general, you know, somebody to talk to. So thank you all so much, David. Yeah, that was well said. Uh, you know, we uh, that is our that is our motto. If you can play, you can play, uh, because that really is all that it all that matters. The passion, your drive, your commitment to be a member of a team, of an organization, of a band, of anything that you express your true self and be your authentic self. Um, you perform way better knowing that you are there and you belong there, and you do belong there and you perform well, and you've earned your spot. Um, and you know what, you can play, we see you. We try to be as much as involved as we can everywhere. Uh, we're a small organization, but I think we punch above our weight and we try to do as much as we can in advancing that mission. And I, you know, I salute people like yourself and others, um, you know, organizations like Outsports and all these other organizations that just are on a daily mission of, championing either of success stories of LGBTQ inclusion in sports, all the people out there that really go uh, and they are volunteering, they're donating, they're showing up at pride events, they're, they're organizing marches, PFLAG, 
you know, all those uh, are so critically important. The Trevor Project, all these, all these great organizations that are really helping everybody. It's, it's truly, you know, these organizations, they're saving lives and I, I, appreciate, I appreciate all of them. Same, same here as well. And thank you so much for that. David, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and that you can play and you can play, uh, learn more information, get involved, how can they do that? Sure, they can go to www.youcanplayproject.org. Um, my email is david at youcanplayproject.org. Uh, we have a lot of resources. Uh, we have uh, information on teams if they want to do a supportive You Can Play video. Um, if they want to see what we're up to, um, they can reach out to us. Uh, there's, I, I will say, obviously, we have a donation link there. We are a nonprofit and would appreciate people's support if they can. Uh, that's always helpful as well. But a lot of resources on our website. Please get in touch if there's anything we can do uh, to support your team, your league, your organization, your college conference, anybody. Um, and if you're looking for even just some advice on what your team can do, how you how allies can, can show their support and be vocal and visible, even if it's a no-brainer for these people. You know, they know, well, of course, uh, sure, of course we're supportive. We need to get people more vocal and more visible in that support. Uh, and soon we get a sort of herd immunity to all the homophobic language and thoughts out there uh, because everybody will be well protected with a great, big, huge community of allies. I love it. I love it. Please get involved. Give the give the website a look. See how you can get involved. See, you'd be surprised. Some of your favorite sports teams are involved with You Can Play Project. You'd be very surprised. What I do not yeah, want that. Yeah, I, I, and what I don't want to be a surprise is that I, my model that I always say at the end of each episode, David, is to be true be you and be fierce. I, I live by that. And everybody to listen to the sound yeah. of my voice, please live by that as well. Okay. David, thank you so much for your time on the game day tea today. I, I really loved talking to you. Oh, thank you very much. And thanks for what you do. Uh, it's just great to, to, to chat with you and thanks for having me on. No problem. We'll, we'll be, we'll be keeping in touch. I need, I need some uh, help on my stocks there, Mr. Financial times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.